You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 213 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's 800-213-5082. 800-213-5082. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Ho, 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 it is the Into Tomorrow show. Hey, I rhymed. And for the weekend of Christmas weekend, Friday, December 25th, 2020, during our 25th year on the air. Can't say that more than another week or two. Uh Because in a couple of weeks, we launch our 26th year on the air. I'm Dave Graveline, by the way. I'm Chris Graveline. By the way? By the way. Okay. And we're glad that you've tuned into tomorrow. We hope since this is Christmas weekend that Santa has been very good to you. And I'm sure you deserve everything you got and then some. Right? Right. Yeah. Because if you're a listener of our show, of course you deserve all the tech products you could possibly want. You're saying I deserve nothing? It's like I got nothing from... What? That's not true. That's not true at all. Some tech news and commentary before we get back to your calls. John in Michigan standing by, among others. Facebook said that it would start allowing users to set up physical security keys as a way to verify their identity before logging into the social network's mobile app beginning next year. The company apparently currently offers an option to require a hardware security key to connect to a desktop computer before each login. Users could purchase a hardware key from retailers and register it with Facebook, the company said, confirming an earlier report by news website Axios. The world's largest social network said it also plans to expand Facebook Protect, its security program for high-profile accounts, including election candidates, to more types of accounts globally next year. Hmm. Of course, this you know comes after all of the different uh, hacks and, so- of course. and information leaks they've had throughout the year. And it's like, oops, we better ought to try to do something. Yeah. Do you think by now? Uh-huh. Personality traits sometimes dictate how well a person manages the stress that can come from feeling constantly connected to technology. A recent study found conscientiousness, which is a trait most employers value in employees, can increase an employee's chance of experiencing techno-stress. The study also looked at how working from home during the pandemic has shifted the behavior of introverts and pseudo extroverts. Not sure what any of that means, but that's part of that study. 
Okay. Good luck. I hope that it means something to you, made a difference in your life, a study that you were thinking I should have been part of. Yeah. Yeah, or not. IAC, the holding company that owns Vimeo, announced that it plans to turn the video sharing site into an independent, publicly traded company. Oh. It appears that it will be submitted for stockholder approval in the first quarter of 2021 and the actual spinoff happening in the second quarter. While Vimeo once competed with YouTube as a consumer video destination, its strategy has shifted in recent years to providing video tools for businesses. In November, the company said it had 1.5 million paying subscribers and 3,500 enterprise clients. IAC is also parent to many well-known digital brands such as Angie's List, Home Advisor, Daily Beast, Care.com, and several others. Wow, they have their hands in a whole bunch of different ends of things. They do. Interesting. Apple is temporarily closing all 53 of its California stores as COVID-19 cases continue to rise in that state. The company also plans to close more than 12 other locations in Tennessee, the UK, Mexico, and Brazil. So, I mean, and they're doing this right before the Christmas weekend. How will the company Apple ever recover from this? I don't know. They're really taking a bite. I know. Out of the apple. Out of the apple. Now, with the surge in home deliveries due to COVID-19 shopping restrictions, delivery scams have become the number one cell phone fraud, according to new research. Nearly one in ten of all reports received from January through mid-October were related to bogus delivery packages purporting to be from FedEx, DHL, the U.S. Postal Service, and other carriers. The way it typically works is hackers will send a text that asks to re-deliver a fake package and requests a small fee, typically a few dollars. But what they're really after is your credit card data. So to pay the delivery fee, the scammer is hoping that you hand over your credit card details. Yeah, because what they're saying is it's like, I actually got that not as a text, but as an email, allegedly from DHL. And we have a package and we just need a dollar nine. I think it was. Um, If you would just simply provide that very small payment, we can go ahead and process the delivery. It was like, you idiot. But that's how a lot of people say, oh, I don't know, maybe it's from someone from the family or something. I've got to go ahead and get that package. And it's only a dollar something or two dollars. Well, that's not what they're after. Big deal. They're going to get a buck or two, but they they want your credit card. Yeah, and then they typically you know sign you up for these subscriptions that are very hard to to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So you know that's how they kind of get your money continuously. Um, another big scam is a, a text about a missed delivery that leads to a fake Amazon survey with authentic looking Amazon branding asking you to rate the delivery experience. There's a bogus prize offered as an incentive to fill out the survey, such as an iPhone 12 or a PlayStation 5. Of course, the uh, quote-unquote prize you win has a $5 delivery charge, which is how they get somebody to hand over your credit card info there. Yeah. And, folks, the best way to handle something like that, if in doubt, do the following. Buy a $5 or $10 Visa or MasterCard gift card. You can get them anywhere. And just use that. Worst case, you're out 5 bucks. Or the 10 bucks that you might have spent on the gift card. But if it's something where somebody's asking only for a dollar or two and you have reason to believe that it could be legit. But again, you're in doubt. So check it out. Here's what you do. Just do that. Worst case, they end up using the rest of that credit card. They might end up with two, three or four bucks or something like that. But you haven't turned over your main credit card or one of your credit card numbers and all that. And it works just as well for shopping online. I recommend that, too, if you're going to some various places looking for gifts and so forth. And you 
never really heard of them before or they seem a bit shady and you wonder, could this be a scam or am I really going to get this stuff and what if, what are they going to do with my credit card? Use one of those. Just go buy one of those Visa gift cards or something and use it. That That's the limit. That's all they can get is whatever it is for. A $20 gift card, you're paying you know $18 for something. Well, there you go. You might be out the 20 bucks you spent, but certainly not a major issue. Yeah, and I and, and several of my Facebook friends have had um, issues with uh, retail ads that we've seen on Facebook where we've ordered something. You know, you see these ads all the time. Oh, that's a cool-looking product. I've never seen something like that before. Yeah. Let me order that for Christmas. And they end up taking your money and running. You know, mm-hmm. It happened to me several times. And that's for, something that's very simple for, for Facebook to kind of tackle because they've done this with news sites where there's a little eye in the corner of like an article. And it's, you, know, you hover over and click on it. It's news about – it tells you basically about the poster, when, when their website was active, how long they've been on Facebook – you know, and information like that, but they they need to do something like that. I think on ads, mm-hmm. so that you can tell which ads are for legitimate products from legitimate companies. But you know why they haven't done that, and why they most likely won't do that is because then they're not going to get their money for advertising, exactly. which, which they require up front. Which is why I learned last year not to buy anything from an ad on Facebook. Good, you shouldn't. I mean, if if you find something that you find interesting, you think, well, that might be cool. Go search for it on their own website. On the company's website, if you can even find it. And that'll tell you, too, if you can't find the company somewhere, then they're probably just ripping you off through a Facebook ad. Okay. Or Instagram ad owned by the I same did, company. I did this with a, a, a shirt for you. On, you know, I, I broke my own rule. I, I saw a shirt on a Facebook ad You know, before this was I, – I ordered it like a month and a half before Father's Day. Mm. And I had it finally to give to you about two weeks after you got out of the hospital with COVID and like – August, August. September. Yeah, yeah. I got out so, on your birthday, right. August 20th. And that was only after multiple emails back and forth and, and disputing the charge of my credit card company, which luckily the credit card company gave me the money back, but then mm-hmm. they finally sent the shirt. And that was because the company that you bought it from or tried to originally was just trying to see if people would forget about it, not follow up. And especially this time of year and the last month or so where people were doing a lot of online ordering. So we try to remind you every week on the show about backing up important data and pictures and videos and whatnot. Same thing we try to remind you about being careful for various scams. So this latest one that you were talking about, too, about shipping, and, and it's only a dollar or two, and then we'll go ahead and process Just be careful. You know, Either trash it, or if you think maybe it is a legitimate package, try to just save yourself a lot of grief and money and just you know get rid of a, a small card. That's not going to be a major headache for you. Because, yeah. yeah, in many cases, the credit card company will just reimburse you and then turn a, a fraud ticket in and do a little investigating and then hopefully close them down ultimately. But the fact is, why do you want to go through all that grief yeah. if you can avoid it? The artificial intelligence in Alexa now enables users to train the smart assistant to understand complex prompts. That, according to an article by Fast Company, they add that Amazon sees the innovation as the foundation for a turning point in the relationship between AI and humans, one that hopefully will be, quote, more like a partnership than us training our replacements, close quote. Okay. <laughs> so good luck with that. Artificial intelligence in Alexa and any smart speaker, for that matter. They're just saying Alexa because it's the most well-known, the most common Air quotes, smart speaker. 
Yeah, but I swear my Alexa is not smart at all. No, I seem to have you know have lucked out with you know probably the worst of the worst because I find myself you know she never never listens to me. Oh, you know I find myself oh. having to say you know Alexa three or four times or yell it across the room and you know and then half the time I'm sorry I'm having trouble understanding right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're listening to Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Well, that's, thank you. That's the See? only time she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and then there's always Siri. You're listening to Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Okay. Yeah. And Google does their thing. You're listening to Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Uh-huh. But see, my Google is a male voice. That's how I keep them separated from Alexa, because otherwise I get confused. Right. I have smart assistants with different voices so that I know who's giving me wrong information. My favorite thing is when, you know, when we sit up there and I ask Siri, like, you know, usually it's with the weather. I ask Siri about the weather and you ask Google about the weather. And then we ask Alexa about the weather and we get three different responses. Three about different whatever, you know. forecasts. <laughs> you know, is it, is it going to rain? Yes, it's raining now. No, it's not. Look out the window. Or, you know, no, no rain expected today. Well, that's a completely different answer than the last smart assistant. And or one that says, yes, there's a 33 percent chance of rain in your area. Well, make up your minds for crying out loud. It's absurd. I'm sure others have experienced similar things, even if you don't have multiple smart assistants like we do for obvious reasons to talk to you about them. Google and Alexa and so forth. But you certainly would have if you have an iPhone, you have Siri. If you have any phone, you have Google. So you can always say, hey, Google, and ask a question. And if you have a Windows PC, you've got Cortana, but why bother with Cortana? Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it, Cortana just opens up and takes over my screen on its own. I'd never say the name. Well, that's usually the first thing that I disable on every machine that I get, or every time it does a, a Windows update, or whatever, make sure Cortana's disabled. Yeah, you definitely need to do that. We're always looking for ways to save you money. Well, here's another item to be aware of. Internet and cable service providers are now barred from charging rental fees on routers that customers own now that a new law banning the practice has taken effect. Customers are advised to contact their ISPs, your Internet service provider, since many of them likely won't automatically stop assessing the fee. You're going to have to bring it to their attention that there's a new law, you can't charge me for my router that I own. And if you've been renting a router from your cable company or your service provider all these years, you probably could have bought 10 of them by now. Well, and they do that with the modems. I have that with my, my Comcast internet at home. I have to I rent the modem from them for, I think they charge me $13 a month. Jeez. I've had it now for almost three years. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up online and to buy one of those brand new out of the box was like 150 bucks. So yeah. I, I could have more than paid for one by now. Of course. Yet I'm paying them, Comcast, $13 a month. Well, you should now go buy uh, the router yourself. And because of this new law, they cannot charge you monthly for it. Yeah. Well, the, the only problem with all these carriers, though, is if you provide your own, but they tell you flat out, we will not offer you any support. Uh, of course. And no matter what the problem is, they're going to point to your router. Exactly. Because they're going to have it listed on there in big, bold, neon letters that... Customer has own router. Don't accept blame for anything. <laughs> that is so typical, I think, of how they're going to be just dealing with it. But at least you got the law on your side for a change. Yeah. And it's funny, I was looking through uh, Facebook memories the other day. Um, I had talked about on the show a few weeks ago about how I just dropped my Hulu with live TV because they had mm-hmm. a price increase. I was looking at a Facebook memory from one year ago today where I was complaining about them that this same time last year raising it $10. And how do you how do you get by with a $10 price increase? And now, exactly a year later, they raised it another $10. I'm so glad I got rid of that service. Yeah. <laughs> See, you, you dumped them at the right time. 
right before their latest increase yeah. because they just keep doing it. Well, and I dumped them because of their, their price increase because sure. you know I was having a hard time justifying it at the last increase. I certainly couldn't justify it at the new price increase. Wow, pretty bizarre, but good that you hung in there. T-Mobile launching next-generation 911 and location-based routing across the country and says it's the first carrier in the U.S. to do so. The technology uses GPS signals to find emergency call locations and pinpoint the closest responders to get someone to you faster. So hopefully that'll work out even better. Hopefully. John in Lansing, Michigan, listens on AM 800 CKLW. Hello, John. Welcome into tomorrow. I have a Chromebook and a Lenovo laptop with Windows 10 upgrade. I've heard recommended that somebody, they want to do banking on Wi-Fi at home, that they should get a Chromebook and use it for nothing else. Now, I've seen a product for roughly 30 give or take a few dollars, called Extra PC, without an E, X-T-R-A PC. And it uses Linux, and it plugs into the port of your laptop. And I'm wondering, if I did that and used it only for my bank, would I be safe from malware or anything else that could be on the device I'm plugging the Extra PC on? Well, John, Extra PC seems to be just a Linux Live USB. Now, that means it's just a bootable version of Linux that you can run by plugging it into a USB port and having it boot and read from its own storage. In terms of it being safe from malware... It probably would be relatively safe due to the very, very small user base, making it unappealing to most of the people who would target a system. Now, having said that, 99% of attacks these days don't target computers. They target you. Yeah, the weak point that most attackers try to exploit is your potential gullibility if they manage to send you to a page that looks like a login or password reset or recovery page and make you type in your current credentials. That can happen under any system. Browser vulnerabilities can make it onto Linux, too, and unlike Chromebooks, Linux machines won't necessarily be set up to update in the background automatically. Now, what we can say about Extra PC is that its makers market it with some pretty inflated claims, mostly centered around how it will speed up your PC significantly. All of it reads as material that is itself meant to target less technical people, and a lot of it is probably very untrue. If you're interested in trying a live USB Linux distribution, you can find plenty of free ones online that you can install into any USB flash drive that you probably already have. And in terms of banking itself, if you want a safe option that you already own, you may be better served by a phone. Smartphones mostly have some sort of biometric recognition system. You'd likely use an app which is harder to spoof than a website, and a non-rooted, non-jailbroken phone will sandbox apps, which makes them better isolated from malware. Yeah. John, I hope we helped you out there. Just be careful. That's another one of those things you just got to use caution because you might think everything's wonderful. And it's not so much the device as it is you being tricked into signing in somewhere where you really don't want to. More details for you at intotomorrow.com. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. The United Breast Cancer Foundation saved her life. Their free breast cancer exam caught the cancer early, and it saved her life. But now the foundation needs your help so they can continue offering free or low-cost breast screening exams, saving more women's lives. Help them by donating your car, whether it's running or not. 
They'll provide fast, free 24-hour pickup, and you receive a charitable tax deduction, plus the great feeling you'll get knowing your donated car is going to help save more lives. Just call 800-295-4183 to set the wheels in motion. They take cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs, running or not. Call 800-295-4183. The United Breast Cancer Foundation needs your help, and your donation could literally save women's lives, helping them catch breast cancer early like they did with my mom. Donate today. 800-295-4183. 800-295-4183. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from everyone on Into Tomorrow, your great station for technology. Make all of your days merry and bright. Well, thank you, Joe, in Gladewater, Texas, and a very Merry Christmas weekend to everyone tuned into tomorrow. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Augmented reality smart glasses can help people see more about the world around them. But how can they help blind people? Well, with this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor with more. Google Glass smart glasses caught the imagination of many. But the product has not gained much traction outside of the vertical and industrial applications. Envision is a company that has been using smart glasses technology to help people with impaired vision or blindness. The key is that the onboard camera can provide images for real-time processing, which can then result in spoken prompts delivered discreetly through the glasses speaker. This approach can help the wearer read labels on food or medicine containers. It can identify street signs and use the location information to provide spoken directions to a desired destination. It can identify faces of friends and family so that the wearer knows who is in the room. And the system even lets users send the camera images to a sighted companion or a support center. The result is a technology that can restore independence and confidence to users with limited or no vision. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. Always interesting health tech tidbits. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com for more. And while you're at it, I tell you what, let's meet at intotomorrow.com. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. 
Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, and thank you for tuning into tomorrow, our 25th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We want you to participate on the program, not just because when we hear you on the air, we like to share all kinds of goodies that many of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the program are sending us regularly to share with you, but that's incentive enough, but hopefully because we can answer your consumer tech questions. Let us solve your digital dilemmas anytime. The best way to participate is with our Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and hit the button that says Message the Studio. You can do that 24-7. Or you can call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686 anytime, 24-7, and that's toll-free from anywhere in North America. Panasonic's Toughbook line of devices, you've heard us talk about them for years because we have used the Panasonic Toughbooks not only in our Miami studios, but as we travel the world, you know, back in the good old days when we could travel, uh, we've used them literally around the world. Uh, They provide access to all kinds of applications and data in some of the most challenging mobile environments, including some of the ones that we have experienced firsthand. The head of mobility product management and market strategy for Panasonic is Dan Diliberti. Did I say your name right, Dan? Oh, yes. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you, and and welcome into tomorrow. Delighted to have you with us, and delighted that we can talk more about Panasonic Toughbooks, which we have used from, let me, let me reach over and grab this one. Here's one of the older Toughbooks that we traveled with for many years and has had all the right connectors that we needed and so forth. And some of your uh, counterparts have said, yeah, but that's such an older unit. We have to fix that. So they did. Of course, now we have the newer or one of the newer Panasonic Toughbooks yeah. that we use, again, regularly and, uh, and travel with on a, on a constant basis. So we're, uh, we're a very good promoter of Toughbook because, yeah, they do get dropped. They do get abused. They do get banged around by TSA, whatever the case. And, and they continue to work. You know, no other laptop do we pack because we have to carry it on because it's dangerous. You know, they get beat up and they get moved around. All the tough books for years, we've had no problem putting in with luggage and baggage that's just going to get bounced around because they always survive. Is that kind of the whole strategy, I'm guessing, of tough book from the beginning? Yeah, gosh, I, I really appreciate you saying all those great things. But it's true. Book. I, um, uh, it really goes uh, to say a lot about the engineering and the quality that we put into the product. Uh, the people who use our products day to day are, uh, you know, are, are using it for mission critical purposes. You know, uh, police, fire, EMS, and everything else in between. So uh, we really, you know, count on those products working. And uh, so I'm glad you had a great experience with it too. Oh, for sure. We we absolutely have had a great experience. The only thing that would be better is if my little earpiece would stop bouncing out. But that's not a Panasonic issue. Um, <laughs> that's that's just one of these things that we're having to deal with here on on uh, in in the tech world, and especially in these days doing Zoom interviews, because of course. 
You can come and see Dan's interview and the products that he's showing us, as well as hearing all about this on the radio. Um, and although the Toughbook A3 is kind of a I guess safe to say an enterprise grade device. It's something more certainly for the business world. It's got a lot of features that we as consumers would look to use and take full advantage of. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that, uh, you know, that sometimes the consumer market can drive innovation within the enterprise markets and within the public safety markets and things. But uh, with a lot of the work that we're doing, it's really gone the other direction. So, a lot of the feedback that we're getting about the new Toughbook A3, which is uh, our latest and greatest ruggedized Android tablet, it's a 10.1-inch device, uh, has some innovations in it that are really driving the rest of the industry. For example, um, this tablet has uh, dual hot-swap batteries. So uh, you can imagine, and I'm sure you can relate if you've ever been using your technology out in the field, um, you want to get you know, something done and your battery dies. And so uh, with with the, the, the technology that we've developed along with, uh, you know, our engineers is, uh, is gives us the ability while you're working to take one of the batteries out, fresh it up with a brand new one and keep working without ever having to stop. Now that's, and that in and of itself is pretty amazing. And of course, helps anybody in any kind of a field environment, or even if you're inside somewhere and you're in the middle of doing something, you're, what do you mean the battery's dying? You know, <laughs> I got to replace it. What? I got to power down. You don't have to do that with the A3. Uh, and while I don't have one to show in my studio, I'll bet you can show us an A3. I sure do. I happen to have one right here. So you can, you can see the display. Yeah. Very nice. It's a 10.1 inch display, like I said, and, and, and one of the things that make it, makes it so great is it's, it's ultra bright. It's an 800 nit display, so it can be used in the direct sunlight. Um, it's, it's got an incredible contrast ratio, so the, what you can see in the direct sunlight really pops and has a really beautiful picture to it. Um, and if you happen to drop it, it's got a five foot drop specification. Uh, you can use it in the rain. Uh, one of the other unique innovations that, that we just, that we're talking about is that this has um, rain uh, rain touch. So Panasonic has a patented technology that uh, can sense raindrops when it's hitting the device, so that it doesn't interact with it and doesn't confuse it. So, so in other words, a raindrop that you might think otherwise, if you've got the keypad open, is not going to be typing for you with rain. Exactly, it's going to yeah, detect that it's a raindrop. Everybody can relate to trying to use their phone in the snow or in the rain, and, and the display kind of will go crazy thinking that you're trying to touch it. But but um, with Panasonic's technology, we can actually tell the difference between a finger and uh, a raindrop. So um, makes the experience just that much better. And you guys, of course, have thought of everything. And if you're out in the field, as you may be, uh, our regular listeners know I'm a former police officer with Miami-Dade for many years. Boy, things like that would have come in very handy. But how about construction folks? How about you know architects? How about uh, just anybody else that is out and about having to do what they need to do? Uh, it seems like you have thought of everything for them. What are some of the other uh, big users, industries that are just saying we can't live without our tough books yeah well construction is uh certainly one of them um we we serve all sorts of uh vertical markets from from i, I think i already mentioned uh, fire ems yeah um uh public safety but also uh enterprise customers so maybe the field delivery person who's uh coming to your door and dropping off uh, a package 
would use a tough book or something, something uh, kind of a device like ours. So what we try to do is um, no matter what the case is that we're building our product for or designing it for, we also try to have a lot of different accessories and different uh, things to make the device more usable in the field. So, well, I appreciate you saying that we thought of everything. Uh, we probably, we, um, we do our best, but um, we, most importantly, we make the product as customizable as we can. So mm-hmm. if, if there is something that we haven't thought of, we can uh, build it to meet the needs of certain users who want it. And right away, I'm thinking, of course, of some of the latest Toughbook laptops, where there are so many modules that we can add to it. So that's where I'm guessing the A3 tablet has, as you made reference to, so many accessories. Give us an idea of the kinds of accessories that are available with the A3. Yeah, well, I think the most common accessory that we get asked for would be just carrying straps, hand straps, cases, and and different things to make it more portable while they're using it out in the field, maybe even a shoulder strap. But for the real uh, heavy user of the device, someone might want to mount it in their vehicle. Uh, we, we have a lot of users that, that uh, want to use it as a navigation device or are using it for a communication device out in the field mm-hmm. for, for different reasons. And, and um, the ability to safely mount it and very securely into a vehicle, something that can withstand all the, the high temperatures and cha- changes from going really cold, um, you know, from air conditioning to really hot when the car is not running, uh, technology has to be able to handle those kinds of environmental conditions. So um, the, the accessories we build for that have to uh, be just as great. I'm seeing on the website that there's a lot of reference to Productivity Plus. Yes. Uh, what does that mean, or does that relate to some of these accessory items as well? Yeah, thank you for asking about that. So Productivity sure. Plus is uh, the ecosystem that we built around Android devices. So for, for a lot of customers of ours, uh, the, the device is just half of the story. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, uh, we need to have products, pro, um, excuse me, uh, pro services, uh, different partners with software and uh, other elements to help make the deployment of these kinds of uh, devices out in the field or to our customers easier. So uh, Productivity Plus is, uh, is something that we launched at the same time as the new Toughbook A3. And um, it makes just it makes the experience of the product that much better against uh, you know the other options that are out there in, in the market. Dan, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if you don't mind, I'm going to take a quick commercial break because there's so much more we want to talk about. And I'd ask you to please stay tuned as we head further into tomorrow. We're talking with Dan DeLiberti, the head of mobile product management and market strategy for Panasonic. You want to visit toughbook.com while you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 
Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, chatting with Dan DeLiberti, head of mobile product management and market strategy for Panasonic. What are the other plans into tomorrow, if you will? Anything that you can share with us that that is maybe coming up next? Is there another laptop due? Is there another version of the tablet that, that you guys are working on that you can tease for us? Yeah, well, I have to. I have to tell you, the uh, this market, uh, you know, this ruggedized market is growing and is becoming more and more interesting every day. I mean, this uh, part of the market segment has been uh, been you know selling ruggedized computers for over fifteen years, mm-hmm. maybe even twenty years. But uh, I've never seen so much uh, happening within this space as I have within the last couple years, and. And uh, certainly, ruggedized smartphones have come onto the scene, which is, have really changed the game. Uh, but there's still a lot of demand still for for laptops and uh, innovations within different laptops. Last year, we introduced the Toughbook 55, which which uh, really talks a lot about all the great. Uh, which I th- I think you mentioned was uh, you know we added a lot of modularity into that product yeah. that could yeah. be flexible for the different customers that we have and, and, so, and that would be the Toughbook 55 that I'm showing in our own studios right now, which we love. I mean, not only is it easy to travel with back when we can get back to traveling again, lightweight, but yeah, it's been dropped, uh, it, it's been abused, and it keeps on working, which is the key. And yeah. the modularity issue has become. Very 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 handy too. You need give us an idea of some of the modules that are more commonly used on the A, on the fifty five, for example. Yeah, so um, you know certainly the flexibility to add and change things in the field is really important. So uh, for our types of customers, barcode readers uh-huh. is important. Um, you know, for, for someone who's in broadcast like yourself. Uh, different interfaces to different types of devices are really important. Some sometimes you'll need uh, Ethernet connectivity. Other times you'll need uh, other forms of uh, communication, like USB-C, sure. back to, to your uh, to your devices. So, having the ability to be flexible on the on the go in the field is really uh, what's different. And uh, we're going to continue to put that type of innovation in the future products that we have coming in the next couple of years. Terrific. And we look forward, of course, to talking about those as well. And when you're designing, in this case, the, the new tablet, uh, of course, you talk about drop tests and things. No doubt there's also a lot of concern about the screen. Because any of our mobile devices, whether they be a tablet or a, a, a laptop, certainly a phone, it's like every time you drop it, and we all do, it's like, oh, no, oh, no. When I turn it over, please don't be cracked. You know? <laughs> and there's, yeah. that, there's that last-second prayer. Uh, so I would imagine that you put a lot into the screen design here, too, to handle and maintain that tough book name. Yeah, so there's a lot of technology that goes into the material itself that we uh, are using on, on all of our tough books, including the new A3 that we're talking about today. But but what's unique um, and what uh, Panasonic has really innovated here is that there's there's a larger bezel around the outside of the of the device that I'm showing you here now, 
which uh, which means that when you do drop it, there's more uh, ability. You know, the the energy can be absorbed more into the chassis of the device than by the glass itself. Yeah. So unless you're yeah. dropping it on a pyramid or something, <laughs> the chances are pretty good that that thicker bezel is going to protect the glass as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you put a lot into the design of the glass and the the build of the glass to to maintain the abuse. If nothing else, uh, you know, some of our staff tends to beat on things. Why aren't you connecting? You know, and it's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, I hate to see any abuse of any electronics, but gentle, be gentle. Well, we've seen a lot of interesting things over the years. That's for sure. We have uh, we, we do a lot of uh, work in the diagno- vehicle diagnostics. Uh, oh, of market. course, yeah. And so uh, the screwdriver is often used as a uh, stylus. <laughs> no. So we have to make sure that we're designing for that use case because uh, uh, the product won't last for very long if we don't. That's a good point. Yeah, no, n- nothing like a screwdriver as a stylus, uh, and you and it makes you cringe. No, we're not recommending that. No, no, no. <laughs> right no, for the record, that right. is not recommended <laughs> at all. Uh, considerations into designing all of the cool things having to do with Panasonic and the Toughbook line of things clearly are very important, clearly make a huge difference uh, for your customers. So we can uh, expect to continue to count on that. We look forward to chatting with you further into tomorrow as you come out with more cool products to talk about. And we thank you, Dan, for spending a few minutes with us on the show today. That's fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. Dan is the head of mobility product management, and market strategy. I think it says all that on his business card, too. For Panasonic, visit toughbook.com for more. We'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals. And it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-586-8571. 800-586-8571. That's 800-586-8571. Hi, this is Bob from Anchorage, Alaska. Wanted to wish everyone a fantastic holiday. It's 10 below here, so I'm trying to keep warm by listening to Inu Tomorrow. I recommend you do the same. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Bob. Glad that we can help keep you warm. It's among many things that we do for you, our audience. We love you so much. And a Merry Christmas to everyone tuned in on this Merry Christmas weekend here on Into Tomorrow. Stay tuned, because a week from this time is, of course, New Year's weekend. And we hopefully will usher in a much better 
New Year. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Mabsy in Windsor, Ontario listens on AM800 CKLW on this Christmas weekend. Hello there. I just bought a new HP laptop. I can't seem to be able to print from it on the Bell network that we just had hooked up. We had Kojiko before. For some reason, it won't go through to my wireless printer, and I'm not understanding why. Is my printer too old, maybe? I don't know. Thank you. Well, Mabsy, you're welcome. Were you given new network equipment when you switched providers? Because if you were given a new router or maybe a modem with a router built in, that's probably the cause in this case. The new device could be blocking ports that the printer needs. You don't mention whether this was a printer that connected to the Internet or just your home network. But if it's home network only, then it's most likely just a setting that you need to configure in your new equipment. Yeah, and if the name of your Wi-Fi network changed at all with your recent provider change, it could be just as simple as updating the Wi-Fi settings of your printer. If you're still using your old equipment, then this is likely a printer that connects to the Internet. If that's the case, your new ISP, your Internet service provider, could be blocking ports on their end. If they are, there's not much you can do, but that's not very likely to be the case these days, given how many smart home devices rely on being able to talk to the Internet. Yeah. I hope that that helps you out, Mabsy. I know it's a, it's a bit confusing and it can get a little more complicated, but uh, check out what we shared with you. Our show notes, of course, are there for you. Look for the Christmas weekend broadcast of Friday, December 25th, and you'll hear your call and see our show notes to give you more info. Again, that's at intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned.